Hey, welcome to Devotionables, brief devotions for busy people. My name is Derek. Uh, I'm a BFG teacher here at 9th and O, and I just had the amazing privilege to go with a team from 9th and O down to Ecuador uh, and to work with Chris and Carol Sills there, who've been sent out from our church with reaching and teaching in Cuenca and in some of the cities around Cuenca and Ecuador as we worked with their churches and did some teaching time as we trained people in the church and leaders in the church in different areas, as we got to spend some time with their kids and do leading VBS style uh, events for their kids as well. And it was such a wonderful time to be there and to see God at work in that part of Ecuador and see the kind of work that God is doing there in Ecuador that he's doing here at Ninth and O, that he's doing around the world as God is faithfully building his church and moving his kingdom forward across the world. And that's the same thing that we see in Acts. As we've been reading through in our F260 plan, we see that kind of work that God is doing in the book of Acts as he is progressively moving the church forward. As the book of Acts moves from the small group of 11 to a multitude of believers spread across the Mediterranean world, as it goes from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria, even to the ends of the world. We see the kind of work that God is doing by the power of the Spirit through his sovereign work in the lives of ordinary people. And we get an amazing picture of that here in chapter 18 in Acts. It's one of my favorite chapters in Acts just for the short picture that you see of the way that God uses people to build his kingdom. It starts in verse 1 with Paul. He's been, in the previous chapter, moving through the Mediterranean world. He covers a lot of distance in chapter 17. But he ends up in Athens, speaking to the Areopagus. In 18, it picks up and says, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. So he just moves west there in Greece and comes to the city of Corinth. And there he found a Jewish man named Aquila, who is a native of Pontus. So he's from modern-day Turkey. He's from another part of the Mediterranean world. <clears throat> and he had recently come from Italy with his wife, Priscilla. So Paul finds him in between Italy, where he had been living, and Pontus, where he was from, here in Greece, in Corinth. Aquila with his wife, Priscilla because Claudius had commanded that all the Jews had to leave Rome. And so Paul went to see them. And because he was of the same trade as them, he stayed with them and worked, for they were tent makers. So Paul comes into the city and finds a couple who are there living in Corinth uh, by no explanation other than just God's sovereign ordaining. They are refugees out of Italy, not living in the place where they're from. God just brought them to this place, into this situation. And Paul goes, not because he knows them because of their gospel work or their faithfulness, but because of what they do. They're tent makers. And that was his trade too. So he goes and he meets them and he works with them and he stays with them. And you get this picture of Paul going into, stepping into their lives in a really simple way. They have a simple connection that Paul takes advantage of and he goes in and talks to them and he trains them up and we see as Aquila and Priscilla then become leaders and important people in the church. In fact, later in the chapter, after a lot of things happen and the other 
uh, disciples of Paul enter the picture and leave. We come into verse 18. It says that Paul stayed there for a while, but then he took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria. And when it comes time for him to leave after everything that he'd done there, who does he take with him? Priscilla and Aquila. And they went with him. They went through Kincray, where he cut his hair, for he was under a vow. They came to Ephesus, and he left them there in Ephesus. Even though he would go on, he left them in Ephesus there as now faithful people who he had taught in the church, he had led up, he lived with, and he leaves them in Ephesus for the good of the church there. And we'll see that Paul has this impact on people in all kinds of different ways, but in the life of Priscilla and Aquila, they went from being just tent makers, refugees out of Italy, when Paul, and more importantly, when God met them there and started to work in their lives and train them and shape them, so that they went from being just people in the city to leaders in the church that Paul takes with him and trains up. In fact, even more than that, we'll see in verse 24 that Aquila, Aquila and Priscilla didn't stop there. In 24, another Jewish man named Apollos comes into Ephesus from Alexandria, and he was a gifted man. It says he was eloquent, he was competent in the scriptures, he had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he was fervent in the spirit. He spoke and taught accurately of things concerning Jesus, even though he only knew the baptism of John. And so Apollos, this dynamic, gifted speaker, comes into Ephesus. And Apollos is really the kind of man that you would expect to be a leader in the church. Like He is the guy you put on the billboard. He's the guy who makes the reels for Instagram. He is the one that you want to see out front. And he's got that dynamic personality, but he's lacking something. He's not been taught. He's not been discipled. He doesn't have all of the information. He only knows the baptism of John. So how does God correct that? How does God shape Apollos more for this ministry? He uses Aquila and Priscilla. And these tent makers, refugees out of Italy, who just faithfully lived with Paul and worked with him there and who followed him along, come to Apollos and they teach him according to the scriptures. And they correct him. They help him to see the truth according to God's word of who Jesus is and what he is doing. So that here, through Paul's influence, but now with Paul long gone from the place where they're at, you see the gospel at work. You see leaders being shaped for the next generation of the church. You see God's word and God's spirit preparing people for ministry in the kingdom of God. And you see that this is how the kingdom of God moves forward. It's through small people, seemingly small people that the world doesn't care about, tent makers who were kicked out of the city that they lived in, who by the spirit of God have a place in God's grand plan for the kingdom. In fact, they don't get mentioned again outside of the book of or outside of this chapter in the book of Acts. But you'll hear the names Priscilla and Aquila and Prisca and Aquila, these same people again and again in the letters of Paul. 
And you'll see as they're in different cities and different places, as they are doing like the work of the kingdom, as they are building churches everywhere they go and that the Lord takes them. And you can see their small faithfulness in these things that leads to the kingdom of God moving forward. So that God uses seemingly small, insignificant people in ways that have eternal consequences and that glorify him for years and for eternity to come. That's the same work that we get to be a part of here at Ninth and O all the time. We see people come in to the church who are coming from all kinds of different places, backgrounds, different ability levels, and God, through his spirit, gifts them and empowers them. We see other believers come alongside them, like Prisca and Aquila did with Apollos, disciple them and raise them up and teach them so that they can do the work of the kingdom. They can build the kingdom and make disciples in every place that they go, from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the very ends of the world. And we get the amazing opportunity to see God doing that in other places too, like in Ecuador, in Uganda, and in every place that the Lord gives us the opportunity as a church here at Ninth and O to go see and to take part in because God is still doing this work of taking small people, empowering them through his spirit, discipling them with other faithful believers so that they can have an eternal consequence to their life. They can have an eternal work that brings glory to God forever.